0: Welcome to Christ Church. The following is a homily from our Sunday morning gathering in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Enjoy. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. The gospel, um, the people who put together the lectionary this morning um, sort of left out a really key portion of understanding the disciples' request to have more faith. So Jesus is talking to his disciples and he says, there are bound to be things that are going to trip people up, but woe to the person who brings them about. For it would be better to have a millstone hung around your neck and be to be thrown into the sea than to trip up one of these little ones watch out for yourselves if a brother sins against you rebuke him if he apologizes forgive him even if he sins against you seven times and turns around seven times and apologizes you must forgive in your uh, bulletin this morning in the 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 sermon uh notes there is a picture of a millstone that you find in Israel. Um, and they are not a small stone. They are a giant stone. This is the image Jesus is using. Look at this, this millstone. Look at this giant thing. If you are to trip someone, elp, trip, trip someone else in their faith, if you are to fail to forgive those who ask uh, mercy from you, it would be better for you to have one of these tied around your neck and thrown into the sea And it is to this that the apostles see the sincerity and the depth into which Jesus is is, is calling Christians to be a people who are willing to forgive and show mercy. And the apostles sit there and they go, Jesus, increase our faith. The Lord says... If you have faith the size of a mustard seed, I don 't know if you' all have ever seen a mustard seed, but they are teeny, tiny little things. If you had si- If you had faith even the size of this little bitty mustard seed, you could say to that mulberry tree, "Be uprooted and be planted into the sea, and it would obey you." Now, most of us have traditionally sort of interpreted this passage of and we sit there and go, "Well, I know a mulberry tree wouldn't." Um, Follow what I told it to do, and it wouldn't jump out and plant itself into a sea. I must not have faith. And so we go and we sign up for the classes, 12 Easy Steps to Have More Faith so you can uproot mulberry bushes and plant them in seas. All right, we hear this passage as some sort of a deficiency within us when Fr. Robert Farrer Caplan says that really what this is is Jesus saying, Look, even if your faith was only this little, you would have more than enough. To show grace and mercy to those who ask. Jesus is not saying, geez, your faith is deficient. He's saying, geez, your faith is so much bigger than what is necessary to do this very basic thing. I think it's important to note also here, in addition to showing mercy and grace, Jesus is warning about not being people who are going to trip other people up. N.T. Wright, when he reflects on this passage, he says, look, we all go through life and there are times in which we trip, we fail, we stumble. Am I right? But Wright says that this passage is not about our perfection. This passage is don't be a stumbling block to somebody else. Don't be the one who causes them to trip and fail we oftentimes think about this as a call to, to perfection, but really, we, let's just be honest, the faith life is very imperfect, right? I mean, this is why we confess our sins every Sunday, it is because we know that we cannot make it through a week without being perfect. Faith is like a window, and it doesn't matter if this window is a giant six foot wide by six foot tall or it's just a peephole in a door. Faith is simply uh, a way of looking into and seeing the world. And I want you to remember that for a moment that faith is like a window. And it doesn't matter if your window is six feet wide by six feet tall or whether it is simply just a small peephole in a door. There was a story recently about a man by the name of Carson King. Carson is 24 years old, a college student, and um, he put a a picture up on social media uh, with a sign that says, need money for beer. (laughs) In addition to several cases of Bush Light, Carson also received over a million dollars in donations now Carson is a pretty sharp guy and knows that it would not look really good to uh, keep that million dollars for buying uh, beer Um, I don't know that even a college student can drink through that much and so Carson decides to donate it to um, a children's hospital Well, a reporter discovers this good work by Carson King and begins to dig into Carson's past and finds out about eight years ago when Carson was a teenager, he said and did some things that were rather stupid and wrote a story about this person who just tried to do something humorous that turned into something amazing, who did something generous, and the reporter's response is to write a story about this one thing that Carson had done eight years ago that was rather stupid. It was a great reflection of our current cultural life. We have turned ourselves into people who are, who are dirt diggers, and I don't mean that we're landscapers. I mean, we sit there and we look for the worst in other people. We are a culture that would rather tear down than to build up. As one preacher said, it's an old trick to justify your existence at the expense of others. Like the Pharisee who sat there and goes, I thank God I'm not like that tax collector. While the tax collector is over there with a sign of humility praying to God, God have grace and mercy on me, a sinner. The conversation changes, the preacher says, once we realize that the speck in our brother's eyes and the plank that is in our own eye comes from the same tree. The muck that we rake in someone else's life is the same muck that is at the bottom of our own lives. Forgiveness. And in these moments in which we are, are well aware of our failures and our sins and our brokenness, it makes us grateful for the grace and generosity that we have received. I think when we think about, again, that image of the window... When we think about the image of the window, sometimes our human tendency and our cultural tendency is to look through there and we see all the things that are wrong. We see the imperfections. We see the brokenness. We see the failures of others. And sometimes, um, as our speaker at clergy conference this last week said, what we have to do is really look through it in a wide-angle lens and see the enormity of the human project, see the good that people have done and we choose to live lives full of grace as our vision rather than seeing things for what they are not developing lives of thankfulness for what they are a few moments now we're going to go and we're going to gather we're going to baptize a child into the story of grace Izzy, throughout her whole life, is going to have moments in which she is going to succeed and moments in which she is going to fall short. But all of those things are immaterial in a story of grace that God has given us in Christ Jesus. We offer her this moment, not out of the goodness of Izzy or her parents or her family, as good as they are, but trust in the goodness of our Lord who welcomes the child into the midst of the kingdom. Amen. Thank you for listening. For more, go to ChristChurchTulsa.org and peace be with you.